already. <laughs> she Tara needs to gloss. <laughs> Wait, can that be the intro? Why do you love? You know what? I was listening. I love like the fun. Like it just starts. Yeah, I know you do. But I was listening to. Um, I was just watching myself put on lip gloss, and I've never put on lip gloss like that. Like it looks it so unnatural. Weird. It felt like a little kid. No, it felt like a man on trying to put... for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like what? And I this? say that specifically because I just witnessed that, like a child putting on chapstick and like missing their lips, and that felt like what you were doing. You know why? Because I have the most beautifully shaped top lip. It's like oh, very is pointy. That a fact? <laughs> it's, it's like a straight up M, and so like when I put, I can't just be like. You know what I mean? Like for sure. Swoop. Yeah. Like I gotta. There's like TK's lips that are just like the most round. Yeah. Where you just mm-hmm. can't really. Yeah. I gotta be like precise. Um. Okay. Well, is that? Are we? <laughs> did we just? Should we go? <laughs> did we start the episode? <laughs> Let me take my camera off because I'll just stare at myself all day. You have your camera on? Yeah, because I was putting lip gloss on. Did you break your computer? Oh, no. What just happened? Guys, we're a mess today. The, I have one of those things that so people can't watch you. It popped off. I have one because you gave it to me yeah. from years ago. Let's just talk about all the things that I've gifted you. Oh, well, currently I just got... No. <laughs> My Not birthday present the, and the my five Christ- minute wheeze. My birthday no. present. I'm saying, like, I, I got them. you um, the screen protector. I got you a key that turns into a knife. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I always buy you, like, self defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you mean the two, the two things? <laughs> Those two things? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say always, I but sure. I was like, wait, is there anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, I just loved how you were like. I love how I always shut up, Ashley. Oh God, guys! I just want to take a moment and just do a quick disclaimer. I apologize for my voice sounding awful. I'm bringing uh, the sexy version of Smelly Cat. You Ashley, know. I'm just gonna. I just want to. I just want to tell you what sexy, sexy, sick. I'm is joking. when it's just in your voice. I'm totally joking right when, now. When it's congestion, <laughs> I don't think that's technically sexy. I was joking because I'm obviously <laughs> trying to pretend like I'm. What's her? What's her name? Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. If you're the watching YouTube, can they see your tissues? <laughs> yeah, your tissues are in frame. We love it. Um, I forgot mine today. Today's episode is sponsored by. <laughs> oh, I would love puffs specifically with lotion because my nose is in need. I was and dying. it deserves puffs. Indeed. Were you doing? Um, you did a reel or something the other day, and you were like getting ready, and in your getting ready, you were like putting Aquaphor on your nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, it was that's my, a real I'm time. Sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we love that. We love I the got, honesty. Um, I got sick last week. I've been struggling with it, trying to get over it, and I cannot shake the runny nose. Yeah. And then if you're anywhere in Southern California right now, it's like Santa Ana wind. Yeah. So every time I step outside, I'm just like sneezing. My skin feels it's cold. It's really cold yeah. in LA right now. It was like 40, 43 yesterday. Yeah. It was brutal. It was wild. I do think, though, 
and I don't think I'm making this up because I've I've had I'm a girl with allergies. Like you're either like you have allergies, yeah, you know what I mean, or you don't, or you like occasionally get it. But like the girlies who like have lived with allergies their whole life, they get it. But I swear, sometimes if your allergies are super bad, there's like this fine line where it'll go over into like now you're sick. I think what it does is I think it like your nose, your throat, all of those things that are connected, I think become more susceptible because they're more raw. Yeah. You know? Sure. Because they're just more, you know. Ew, don't say any of the words you're going to say. Well, just raw, like irritated. Yeah. 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 So like bacteria and stuff is going to like affect it more when it's yeah. more irritated. Anyways, this is not a science. Wow, what are we talking about? I don't know. This is the world's worst intro. <laughs> are, is this still technically the intro? I don't I feel know. like we're in it now. God. I feel like I feel like we are too far to go. How have you been, Taryn? Oh, <laughs> give us an update. <laughs> she just said, I'm going to stop you right we there. We need to pivot. We need to, someone's got to change something. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, so we pre-recorded a lot of episodes before the holidays. Yeah. To um, give us all time, like all of us individually had like either traveling or family plans or different things. So holiday things. We're finally like all together again, yeah. and so um, I think that's why we're so we're such a hot mess because yeah. like we're like giddy, like we're like out of the swing of things. Kids in the candy store. Yeah. Yeah, it's our first time back in studio. Um, I don't know if I have anything to update you on. Christmas was great. New Year's was great. Um. Oh, I'm I'm moving into a new apartment unit. Exciting. I know. Um, my brother's getting married, so I have to live by myself for the first time. Wait, so when are you moving? Top, top of next month is when I get my unit. So, But it's actually really nice because I'm staying in the same building. And on the same floor. And on the same floor. So I literally am just getting like all the guys I know and a bunch of like dollies, and we're just going to like... That's literally perfect. Yeah, and so what's cool is I... I extended so I have my original apartment one extra day. So I'm going to have them move all the heavy stuff. And then I have a full day. Like I don't have to turn in my key till technically midnight the next day. So um, I'm just going to put music on and then like slowly bring stuff out of cupboards, decide what I want or don't want. Like I have yeah. the whole open space to That's do that. Perfect. So I'm really excited about that. But this is my first time living completely alone. Uh -huh. Um I've been, I am on my period, so that has to be contributing, but I've been super emo. Like the day I found out I got approved for the apartment, I started crying <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm happy. But then I was also getting sad about not living with Ryan anymore because uh -huh. like this has been chapter. such a gift. Yeah. Like I never thought I would like live with my brothers as like an adult and I'm still sad I never got to experience that with Brett, but me and Ryan, like this has been like the best two years. Like it's been so much fun. And so I started getting emotional about that. And then I started getting scared because I was like, who am I going to talk to? What if something scary happens? Like yeah. I just knowing Ryan's like down the hall is comforting, yeah. you know? Oh, was so, he keeping that place? No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying like oh, in sorry. general. Excuse yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. No, no, no. I, I, I see still, where you went. My brain still. Yeah, I much. see where you went. So it was a mixture of things. So then I'm pulling into my apartment and I pass Ryan's parking spot to get to mine. So every I always glance there yeah. and I saw his car and I was like, oh, yeah, Ryan's home. And then that triggered me. Yeah. I started ugly crying, <laughs> like ugly, can't control my face 
crying. Uh So I walk in and I I swing open the door and I was just like, I'm just warning you. I'm very emotional right now. And he's just sitting on my couch staring at me like, what happened? And I'm just ugly, like sobbing (laughs) and just telling him how it like just is hitting me that like this is coming to an end. And he just sat there. It was so cute. Like he looked really sad too. He was like, I know Tara, this has been the best. But so yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited to do like a fresh get to decorate fresh yeah. and see like what I want to keep or not keep and um end of one chapter start of a new chapter yeah. it's gonna be so much fun it's gonna be it's so gonna exciting be so I can fun. come help yeah we can decorate together come down I can bake me. I can bake things so it feels love. homey right away love would love would love so yeah I'm excited that's that's my biggest new thing what about you Ash Yeah, I oh don't my think, gosh, that was the longest. I'm so sorry. I don't think there's. <laughs> I was trying to think. I've been going through the ringer the last <laughs> couple weeks. I obviously we pre-recorded all the last episodes. So, real talk, Christmas was tough. <laughs> I, I went. No, but tell them about. Have you talked about your curse, your travel curse? Oh no, I think you should talk about it. So, um, my boyfriend believes. And Not just your boyfriend. Now my family and everyone around me believes that every time I go somewhere, something happens to me. And it's like, it's I always get sick with something. And um, even this last, for New Year's, I went to Idlewild with his friends. We all get a cabin. Couldn't breathe. My allergies were so bad. The last day I woke up, my eyes were swollen almost shut. I... <laughs> I didn't know I about this. Did you not? And Jackson just looked at me and he was like, "Are you kidding me?" No, and it's I was like, like, "I can't." Everywhere she goes, and it's not just like, "Oh, I have a little cold." It's like it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And even um, Italy. Remember on the plane? Yeah. You got sick. I literally South first Africa. Time you were down for like days. For no reason. Couldn't yeah. tell you why. Yeah. South Africa. I'm pretty sure I had a parasite. And then, long story short, for Christmas. I talked about this on my vlog channel, but I was so torn on if I stay home with my family and do Christmas or if I go with my boyfriend, because this would be my first time experiencing Christmas with him and his family, which would have been a big deal. And to make it even worse, his birthday's on Christmas Eve and mine is on Christmas. Which is actually insane. Like the odds of that is wild. But then like if I didn't go to Colorado for Christmas, I was going to miss his birthday. So long story short, my parents get COVID (laughs) and I was like, done like that decided me my that changed all my plans I'm going to Colorado so I go to Colorado I'm so excited to be with him on his birthday I made all these plans for his birthday the night of like the early morning of Christmas Eve like 3 a.m I wake up and I have the stomach flu don't know how I got it not even sure if it's a stomach flu but I'm down bad the entire day he's literally upstairs with his family his grandpa his sisters um, their, their whole extended family having a birthday dinner and I'm downstairs so in the bathroom like vomiting like I, I just could not I'm be just there. picturing you on the toilet like I was so birthday. I literally was so sad um, and I like I gave him his presents as I'm like in bed like looking Aww. so rough um, he was great during the whole thing the next day I felt fine so we did Christmas I'm like, yeah, it must have been a 24-hour bug thing. And then the next day, it comes back. <laughs> so we ended up having to change our, our trip plans because I just wanted to be home. And I was like, this could be contagious. Like, I shouldn't yeah. be around here. So we ended up changing our, our plans and coming home um, to not literally not even a week later, I caught a cold. 
Yeah, you. Yeah, your immune system is like on vacation. So, yeah, and t- realistically, this whole year something's been off. Like from the top of 2023 yeah. to the end, I was just constantly dealing with weird health issues. So I ended up going to the doctor <laughs> last week. Yeah, and we did a bunch of tests. We did some blood work to like. I told her I wanted like a food allergy test. I was like, something feels weird, <laughs> which leads me to uh, a tearing it up that happened to me. Oh my gosh, really? But it also didn't because it wasn't public, but I was humiliated for myself. And I'm not going to go into detail. But one of those tests, I clarifying, I'm not going to go into detail. So this isn't going to get gross. But I did have to do a stool sample. How did, Okay. And I've never had to do one of those. So I'm like, how did you? Obviously, people do this. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But I'm for pr- me. Honestly, I'm very proud of you for talking about this For right me, now. it was huge deal they literally handed me a cup and they were like all you have to do is bring it back the same day that you do it okay and I was like okay but my doctor's in Pasadena oh and I don't live in Pasadena I I live like a good distance away so I'm like in LA so I'm like I don't want to drive no all the way to my house to do this I would have just gotten like three coffees and stayed in the area exactly Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm not I don't I don't want to leave. But I can't I I wasn't ready to go at that moment. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I found a blue bottle nearby. So I go to the blue bottle, order a black, pour over. Love that. I was like, this will do the trick. That'll do it. So I just sit there, I'm like scrolling on my phone, sipping my coffee, and I'm like, "Oh, I feel like I can do this now." And then I realize I have to go into a public bathroom oh. and do this. <laughs> And yeah. then I started sweating. I was like having a hard time breathing because I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this yeah. in a public restroom. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was mortifying. And I felt like I like ran out of the bathroom when I was done. Cause no, because you're like, I like, I'm didn't want to look at people because it was literally yeah. in my bag. Ew. In like a little Ew. like hazard bag. <laughs> and I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was so humiliated, even though no one no knew one what knew, I did. Yeah. Literally yeah. no one there knew, but there was someone waiting for the bathroom and I was like Okay, but what a terrifying thought to know like you just literally were walking around with like your own turd in your bag. Like in my purse. How many people do we pass that have weird stuff in their bags? Yeah. The bigger the bag. You never know what's going on. <laughs> my bag is huge. <laughs> Anyways, I had to do that. And then um, I had to go bring it back to the people. And I was too humiliated to look at the nurse. There was like a little place I had to sign and like leave my specimen. What do you call it? I don't know. (laughs) Um, In this basket. And I like waited until she turned around and then dropped it and left. I was like, no, I can't. I can't look at her. It was humiliating, but um, we did it. it That was a brave. It was scary. It was so scary. I was texting Jackson. I was like, I don't know if I could do this. And he was like, what happens if it overflows? And I was like, I can't talk about it. Like, I can't. I literally can't. It was so bad. crazy. But we did it. And um, we're kind of mostly over the cold. So, yeah. Well, hopefully you find out from here. It's like one of those things where every time you do tests, you're like, I hope there's nothing. But then when you've been sick on and off for forever, you're like, I kind of hope there's like something. It would be nice to know, like, for example, if if it was like milk or a specific type of thing, it would be so nice to know to just not avoid that no for sure well and that's a thing like as adults like develop allergies as they get older so could be Mm -hmm. could be boo boo
So I was going to I was going to say something on the pod about um, an experience I've been having with someone at my apartment. Oh, yeah. If you're lucky enough to be on my close friends, you saw this whole um, just unbreaking Story of, of me having a full blown meltdown. And I would love to get people's opinions on this. So this guy moved in down the hall for me. Uh-huh. And I every time I see new people, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, curious. Right. And when you pass in the hall, I'm. This is my this is my approach. I look down at my feet until I get probably like six to eight feet from someone. Uh-huh. Then I look up, make eye contact, say hi. Because I'm like, nobody wants you to just be like smiling at each other while you're walking for like 10 Hardest. minutes. Like it's awkward. Then you feel like you have to keep eye yeah. contact and then you don't know where to look after. Yeah, so I'll be like fiddling in my bag or like looking at my feet or my phone. And then I look up and I'll say, hi, how's it going? Like whatever. Yeah. So, I feel like that's pretty standard. Yeah. So I'm walking. I look up. And I'm just staring because I'm like, oh. And so he walks straight past me. But like the thing is, is he wasn't even looking down. He was looking straight. So yeah. like he well, was straight up at you, avoiding looking at me. So I was Peripherally like. Peripherally can tell that you're looking at yeah, him. Yeah. I literally was like, oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Some people, social interactions are really hard. I'm uh-huh. very, I feel like I'm very sensitive to that. So I don't really take offense to much. Also, you are like such a social butterfly. I am. And I'm an empath. So if I'm like, oh, they, someone feels weird, like sure. I'm not offended, whatever. So that was the first couple of times. Like, I'm like, wow, this guy like really just like does not want to interact with me. That's fine. Then I started having these encounters with him where he would be walking not that far ahead of me. And most of the time, and this is what gets me, he would turn, see that I'm right behind him, and then just go through the door and let it slam on me. And our doors are, every single door is fob entry. Uh So it's like, I have to like get my fob. And sometimes I'd be holding like a ton of groceries. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. And I, so every time it happens, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's annoying. But again, I don't expect anyone to wait for me. Yeah. Like I wait for people an abnormally long time just because I'm like, manners are everything to me. But also if you see someone with uh, bags of groceries, exactly. you do that. Exactly. So there's been a few times where it was so freaking close that I was like, Oh my God. And then it's awkward because then I'm walking literally four feet behind him all the way down the hall and he'll keep like glancing behind him. Like, I'm, I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like jump you? Like, yeah. it's just weird. So this last time it got me, I'm going to say it, it triggered me. I was coming out of the elevator door, which the elevator door and the entry door are, they meet at a corner. So uh-huh. like you come out of the elevator And there's the front door to like Uh get into like our hallway. So I come out of the elevator and I'm walking up to like the elevator door and I see him and a girl walking in front. So I open the door and I go to like walk in the door and he literally looks back and does a hop through the door. So the door shuts like rushes through the door. So it'll shut to the point where if I would have like just reached out, I would have caught the door. That's how close I was to the door. So I literally just like, I was like, nice. And literally as the door's <laughs> slamming on me and I say, nice, he kind of like looks back. That's so close. He yeah. heard me like under yeah. my breath be like, nice. 
So I like open the door, go in. I literally am so close to him. Like I almost give him a flat tire just because I was that pissed. I was like, I'm going to step on your freaking shoe. And I was just like staring at him. So in my close friends, I'm like, I, don't, I wanted to like flick his neck. I was like so mad yeah, yeah. because it was so infuriating to me. Yeah. But the kicker is he was with a girl. So he held the door for the girl, went and jumped through. So like it would shut on me, right? Yeah. And I was just mind blown because that would be the biggest turnoff to me yeah. if I was dating a guy and I watched him go out of his way to slam a door on a girl's face. Yeah. We would be having a conversation about it. And I would have rushed back and opened the door. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. You know, yeah. but that would be so weird to me. And so I just was so triggered by the whole thing. I'm I'm not joking. This guy, he's only lived there like a month, maybe two months and at least 15 times the doors slammed on my actual face. Like, and that's not even counting the other times where he, he like goes through the door and just like doesn't hold it for like 10 seconds. I really seconds. hope the next time you see him, you're in front of him. Yeah. That, I want you to slam the door in his that's face. That's the thing. So one time I was, um, I was opening the door and he was right there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, sorry. And I stepped back and I held the door for him. Did not say one word, just walk through the door. He didn't say thank you. Not one word, walk through the door and goes. Absolute trash. And I just, something about this man, I'm like, I want to stop him and be like, is there a reason? Is there a reason? Like, is this just really hard for you? Or are you just like... But like a that's, terrible that's person, the whole thing. even even like the most douchebaggy people that I have met in my life will still say thank you to someone who opens or, the door for them or even like a nod, a silent yeah. nod or a, anything. A, you don't have to speak. You could smile. No, it's just you could just literal say, silence. Every time we're walking in the hallway, t- in the hallway together, literal silence. But I'm I don't know what it is about getting. It feels very aggressive when does, a door slams also, on you. Well, also 15 <laughs> times like a. All of these things on their own would have been like whatever, but all of it combined, it's like it's it's got like, me. Do you? What's wrong? It's got me, man. What's wrong? What it did Taryn do to you? But yeah, I just I was curious if that would affect you, like oh, if you watched totally Jackson me. do something like that. Yeah, I mean, I can genuinely say I've never seen him do anything like that. No, never. I've, he's always he always goes way out of his way to like help whoever, or even like when with bags, he'll be like. like He'll he'll walk over and he'll bring like you a water and me a water. Yeah, like he's or just, like help with our bags. Which do guys not understand? That is like literal like catnip to us. Like we're yeah. just like even my dad has always been like yeah. that. Just like the most. It's what it is is it's caring. Yeah, and it's it's common decency. And it's just yeah. like it's being aware that there's another human there. Yeah, and it's something that your mom tells you about when you're five yeah like it's that's what's so crazy is it's not it's so normal and natural that it's odd that he hasn't done a single one of those normal things no it's super weird to me but anyways yeah I was I was very triggered and so I was telling Ash about it and she's like we should talk about this I was like that's wild yeah manners man manners man manners man Hmm. um today's title Manners, man. <laughs> okay, so um, let's go ahead and get into the stories. Yeah, let's do it. I feel like every time we're back, we're like a little bit, we go all over the place. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's my fault. I'm definitely bringing the- No, Ash. All over the placeness. It's me to too. Episode. Okay, I thought this one was fascinating, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. Um, I think we've talked about like this general topic, but- this is very specific. Um, 
Okay, so the title of the story is How Do I Tell My Parents I Want to Get Tested for OCD? Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Hi, Taryn and Ash. First, let me start with how much I love your podcast. I don't relate to everything, but most things I can apply in some way, some small way to my life. I love having little friends in my ears every week. But anyways, let's get into my problema. So some background. I would like to stay anonymous, but you guys can, of course, know my name. It's Please bleep that, Michaela. I am a 15-year-old sophomore in high school and in somewhat rural, rural, that word's hard for me. Yeah. Rural. 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 Yeah. rural. Like if I was learning English, that would trip me up. It's like, <laughs> um, it's not Louisville. It's like Louisville. 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 Yeah. Louisville. Rural. <laughs> rural. Montana, meaning plenty of people live on little farms, but many people live in the growing town slash city. But anyways, I was in about probably eighth grade when my friends started to point out some weird habits I have, such as undoing spins and matching footsteps. They joked that I was OCD and so did I. But in freshman year, I really started to notice more small habits that I never really thought much about before. Over time, my quote-unquote OCD tendencies, as I call them, have really began to affect me on a daily basis. I know it's not like bad OCD. I don't think that if I don't do this, then something bad will happen. But I will think that I just have to do it, but there's not like a reason. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways these habits affect me, but I'll only give a few examples. I forgot to remember which way I left an area and when I go back, I am forced to remember the path through the desks, for example, and I never get it right. And it just sits in my mind that I didn't follow the string. She put in quotes the string. I've done this one for as long as I can remember. I also take a specific number of steps between the cracks in the sidewalk. And if it's an even number, then I get frustrated because my feet aren't being first on a block an even amount. Uh -huh. I curl my toes slash squeeze my limbs or close my eyes tight sometimes when I feel like I need to. But anyways, these are just some of the reasons I think I may have OCD. And I've expressed multiple times that I would like to be tested because I feel like knowing for sure would not only validate the ways these this complicates my life, but also I could come up with ways to help myself. The habits are so severe they are the reason I can't keep long nails, which is a massive insecurity because the thought of scratching anything ever makes me want to rip my ears out. I can't explain the feeling, but if you know, you know. As I'm writing this, I'm thinking of so many more ways my OCD tendencies impact me. I have trouble writing because of the feeling of pencils on paper and some pens too. I don't know there are many more, but they make my life super frustrating. They also tend to get worse with bad mental health. I've been in and out of eating disorders for a year and a half, and the habits intensify even worse, and my mental health has been pretty bad this year due to personal problems, so they are constantly bothering me. However, anytime I talk about getting tested, my parents blow it off. Sure, I'm not super obvious, but I've said multiple times, oh, so-and-so thinks I need to get tested, and so-and-so couldn't believe I do these things, but they've also joked about it. My parents have said that if I start touching corners, they'll put me on meds, and I do that sometimes, so I know they've noticed my habits. 
Plus, I don't have the dream relationship with my parents. It's more of a you do what I say because I'm a parent situation. And I love my parents to death, but I just can't see a world where they'll really try to understand. If they are against something, then they're just closed-minded and won't hear anything about it. So I guess my question is, how do I make it so that my parents will take me more seriously when I ask to be tested for OCD and how to make them really try to listen? I hope this wasn't too long or way too confusing, but any advice I would love. And if you don't read this on the pod, it did feel good to express how my tendencies affect and complicate my life. Thank you for being weekly dopamine and helping me get through some really rough patches. Sincerely, Anonymous. And then she sent us a picture. I love pictures. She's so cute. Look at her. Oh, great hair. I know. Great hair. She's cutie cutie. Wow. Yeah, this one's rough. I I love this a lot because I agree. I feel like we have, this is a very specific thing that we haven't necessarily discussed on this podcast. Um, I think, I think with stuff like this, everyone is different. Yeah. Everyone is different. And I think you have to listen to yourself and and really sit down and and maybe make a list of exactly what you need. Um, A couple of years ago, my whole family went through this whole like kind of like uh, kind of rebirth of ourselves. Uh (laughs) We got we all got into therapy. We all um, started really discussing like like finding out things about ourselves. We found out my dad is autistic. We found out he is OCD and um, has ADHD. We found out. a lot of things that my mom struggles with too. And so then me and my sister did our own work and we were like, uh, we were like, Oh, we for sure have hints of all of these things and and different variables and in different variations of it. Like I very much relate to the even thing, like the right side versus left side. And I have to count steps. I don't know why, but I always do. Um, but what's interesting, Alicia had two, and I mean to her core, go see a doctor about it and get told that she has it so that she can, take it seriously and learn how to work with it. I didn't care to go see a doctor because I was like, I know I have that. I don't have to question it. I'm going to Google and do research on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And both of us did our own things that we needed to do to learn how to better live our lives. And I think if you can somehow explain that to your parents that like, hey, like maybe you don't care about seeing a doctor like like me. Maybe maybe it doesn't mean anything for for you to hear someone official say it, but it means a lot to me. Yeah. And I need you to understand that in order for me to live my life to the fullest, I I need to get this tested so that yeah. I can like for my sister, I think it was like that way she could put a little bow on it. She knows what she has and she can move forward. Yeah. And I think if you can somehow articulate that to your parents, they'll take you more seriously. I think with your sister and I think with her um, not, I think sometimes you can be aware that you might have something, but you've already found ways to cope and like function in life with those, those things kind of there. But when you're at a point where you're like, this is, this is deeply impacting it's me being able to successfully do A, B or C in my life. Yeah. And reaching out and saying like I need help because I can't do this on my own is something that's very needed for most people and so I think that like I think the diagnosis is like a key to more Uh like for the right kind of therapy or if medications needed or whatever but I think if if you feel like you're at that point which it sounds like she very much is at that point Uh 
um, then I think you have every right to push as hard as you can. Uh-huh. And what's what's hard about this situation is she's only. I was just gonna ask how old she was. She's fifteen. Yeah. So she can't just like go do it on her own because I will say. I mean, my parents are so supportive, but I think that there is a lack of, like, in their generation, mental health was, like, not a thing. In their generation, not they were told to suck it up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just wasn't, like, identified. And I think every single one of us has something that's could be diagnosed or could use therapy or interventions, you yeah. know? But I remember when I first started going through a depression and telling my mom I needed therapy and she wasn't dismissive but she was just kind of like you could tell she like didn't understand how much I was like I'm I'm losing my actual mind like I need help like I feel like I'm falling apart especially when you're in that position and you're feeling overwhelmed you're not necessarily saying those words yeah I'm falling apart my life is 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 falling apart around me you're saying I think something's off yeah. I might want to go see therapy and I I feel like they're like, "Oh, well you're fine." Yeah, like you'll be fine. Like yeah. just pray about it, just talk about it, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um and I even I will say I've noticed I've had a lot of people in my life cuz I've been very open about the fact that I'm getting tested for ADHD and I thought this was very concerning cuz I've I feel like I've made a very big push of being very honest about mental health and like stuff I've struggled with. And so when I've talked to people about how I'm getting tested, I've had so many people kind of like laugh it off. Like, Oh my Taryn, you do not have ADHD or like, Oh Taryn, like you're being so dramatic. And um, even like my parents are like, what? Because I think when you hear ADHD, you think of very specific types of behaviors, Mm -hmm. but all of the research and stuff I've been doing, like, it's just crazy how different it presents in women and slash spectrum. Yeah. And I've done so much research about it to where I'm like, I very much feel like I'm falling in this area Mm -hmm. and I want to get diagnosed to know, like, should I be doing certain things to like help with it? And it's been really interesting to see kind of a pushback I've got, or it's not, negative but it's very dismissive and very like almost like oh my god here she goes again about something she's struggling with you know Uh um and i know and it's funny because i'm i'm a grown adult i've become so open and vulnerable about my mental health stuff so it doesn't really impact me it's more i'm just like okay like i roll on the inside when people say stuff but i can't imagine as a 15 year old you're probably scared about like what's happening you you like literally are not 18 so you can't just like make decisions on your own right. so i can only i can only even try to understand how overwhelming that feels yeah and i think that what ash ash new nickname alert <laughs> what ash <laughs> kind of like touched on i think that you've really got to figure out a way to to say it with your chest you know yeah. what I mean like not, not just asking, like I'm telling you. I'm struggling with this or oh so and so said I should get tested like I would literally find an online test I would find an article that writes it out I would um they're free I would yeah they are they're free that's how I totally know I have it yeah <laughs> yeah um and I would go to them and I would I would I would say hey can we talk I would put this stuff out and I would say I know that you guys think 
that I'm crazy and that I'm being dramatic about this, but I need you to hear me when I say I'm really struggling. Uh It's really impacting my life to the point where people are making fun of me at school. Um, I'm not able to concentrate in class because I'm freaking out about I didn't take the right path. Like, Uh like practice your speech and be like, even if you do not think this is a thing, I really want to go to my doctor and just start an initial evaluation to see if I can get help because I'm, I'm not doing well. Something I want to add on to what I said beforehand is obviously I didn't find this out until I was 30. I was a terrible student. I did so bad in school. I struggled so hard focusing. I was given a note taker in class when I was a sophomore because I was so bad in school. My um, counselor recommended that so that I would be able to focus and have someone else writing my notes. I would like copy their notes. Um, If I had learned this at that age, I feel like I would have been a much better student. And it breaks my heart thinking like how much... um, of my high school and college years, I thought I was just like a terrible student and dumb. Yeah. When like I, if I had been given the opportunity to get tested and learn this, I would have been able to have someone teach me different learning tactics. Um, I think on my own, I was able to eventually learn that, but not until a lot later. So I would love for her to be able to have those tools now. Yeah. And not without a lot of damage that that did to your confidence. Like I remember when you would like mess up at school or when you would talk about a grade or, or just like deadlines would come in school. Cause when I first met you, you were still in college. Uh-huh. Um, Cause me and Ash, you know, we took the seven, eight year route. No. <laughs> C's get degrees, baby. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. So I think that I watched a lot of how that you, you took that inward. And that's the thing with women who struggle with, learning disabilities and certain things like that. That's one of the number one things they say is they struggle with depression, anxiety, uh, eating disorders because you go internal and you start to think, oh, something's wrong with me. Yeah, I'm a bad person. Why can't I get it together? Um, because we're so good at just masking what we feel and what yeah. we're struggling with. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think Ash is totally right. I think a lot of why Ash doesn't need to go get a formal diagnosis is she's like through a really hard time. Like, I don't want you to diminish what you went through because I've heard about how hard school was and how much that like impacted you. Uh-huh. And I'm so proud of you for like finding your way through that. No, seriously, like I don't want you to step away from that because that's hard. And I think that's something these coming generations are so freaking lucky for because all of us, like it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing back then. Like the only kids that had help in class, had really, really severe things going on. Yeah. And so a lot of us that had little touches of things are like, you know, my brother is almost positive he was dyslexic yeah. and struggled a lot in school. But it's the same thing. He's like, why do I need to get diagnosed now? Like, I figured out how to like yeah. fake my way through it. And yeah, I mess up on numbers here and there, but like, I'm fine now. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things that I think a lot of us figured out ways to cope. Uh-huh. And other people, especially you as you're young and you're in those formative years, like these are the times you need to like jump on it. So I would definitely put your foot down. Yeah. My toughest, toughest subject was math. And Mr. Smith, my geometry teacher, um, 
was the only math teacher I ever had my entire life who told me he wanted to start giving me verbal tests. That's see, that is like so sweet. It's the <laughs> most bizarre. No one ever mentioned it before. He was like, I think it'll help. And I was like, because everyone told me I had test anxiety. And I was like, okay, well, what the hell am I supposed to do about that? I have to take yeah. tests. He was the only person that ever did that for me. That was the only math class I ever got an A in. Exactly. Literally the only one. And I um should have <laughs> then been like, okay. <laughs> Like something's well, well now knowing what we know, like right. I'm like okay, if a teach if someone had to like have someone take notes for you, if someone had to verbally read a test, yeah. like now, well, and I mean that's literally what I do for a living is like early intervention, <laughs> right. but I'm like even now most people would be like, oh, there's probably something there with processing or like right. verbal or like whatever. So it's just one of those things that we're we're way past. Nobody should be ashamed. Nobody should be embarrassed. No, Nobody should be looked down. Not all, everybody learns the same. No, everybody learns different. So that I want to make sure that you're walking into that with confidence of knowing like nothing's wrong with you. We just got to figure out what tools are needed yeah. to like help you. If I could have taken a test and them tell me, oh, it's a processing thing. You just need to get your test done verbally. Mm-hmm. I probably would have graduated college in four years. And <laughs> what's nice so is sad. the second... <laughs> Girl, <laughs> the way I said that was so funny. It's okay, fine. Continue. Everyone's like, "What college did you graduate from?" I'm like, "Well, I went to four. <laughs> so <laughs> technically, yeah, yeah." But the thing is, and this is what people don't understand, and people are so avoidant of getting a diagnosis in place. The second you get a diagnosis, you have access to everything. Yes. So if you went into and college, your teachers have to give you saying, that. "Hey, I have an auditory processing disorder or whatever it is," then now people are required to either have you read tests or have like whatever it is. Uh-huh. So I feel like this is a good time for you to jump in because if there can be little things built into your day that can help you um, or if or if it's getting like a behavioral therapist to help you work on how to overcome like those tendencies, I think it would be very valuable. So I would push. And what amazing tools to bring it to t- take with you to college like if high school is hard now college is going to be just as difficult yeah you know um and especially if you're in a bad mental health season what if you have that during finals in college no seriously and you want to walk into college and your career um because this is all stuff you'll take your whole life into your career as well and you want to be able to bring all the tools that you possibly can so that you give yourself the best possible opportunities yeah and i just want that for you so i feel like if you could somehow articulate all of that maybe write a letter we've talked about writing Mm -hmm. letters and how that's easier sometimes when having conflict or having to voice your opinions maybe do that with your parents but make it clear that that you are not asking them you're telling them you need this and if they still say no that's yeah that's a problem then I would say go to your school counselor and and mention that I'm not joking that was like meriting in my mind. And I was just going to say that yeah. of like, cause they can be like, Hey, your daughter is showing these things. Yep. We're recommending her yep. go do this. And then your parents will probably take them seriously. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, if you talk to a counselor and just tell them how much you've been struggling with stuff and see if maybe they can also get, write a referral that, Hey, we're recommending that she gets assessed. Yeah. The school but, might even have something. Yeah. Available. No. Yeah. I would definitely push because it's, I mean, there's, there just isn't time in life. There Mm-mm. really is not time to avoid things. No. Like, I'd I just think it's now. not, yeah. Rather deal with it uh-huh. now. 
Yeah, but um, I think this is going to be good for you. I feel yeah. like you should really, like I said, I've been saying it a lot. I told Ashley the other day, what did you say? And I was like, Ash, say it with your chest. <laughs> but I've been, that's been like my new saying this said, year because yes. I don't know where I don't know what obviously I didn't make up that phrase but I don't know <laughs> where I heard it but it's been like what's that word ruminating ruminating in my mind because um, I just feel like there's so many things that were like oh I'm sorry like um I can't do this right now because I'm a little busy or like blah, blah, blah. and I'm like no I'm gonna walk in and be confident with if no, I feel no. like I need something yeah I'm gonna say it or if I can't do something I'm gonna say it with confidence because we don't have time. No. And this we is a great, a great, a great, great reason to practice speaking it with our chest. Say it, Say with, your it chest. with your chest. Come on. Ash. I tried. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with this anonymous. Um, if you want to, you know, give us a little update, we'd love to know. And I'm sure you are not alone. And also make sure you're being nice to yourself yes. and taking care of yourself because 100%. I, you mentioned mental health a couple of times. So, Yes. While you're on it, be like, I also need therapy. Yes. I also need this. <laughs> Let's just do it all. Come with your, your list of demands. Let's just do it Stay all. Stay with the chest. Yes. All right. Okay. Mine is titled, He Married the Wrong Girl. <gasps> Did Story he? Story of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. I'll take her home. I drive all night <laughs> to keep. I, I almost Warm lost it. Inside. Um, okay, let's go ahead and dive in. Dear Taryn and Ash, hey girls. Hi. For this story, I would like to be anonymous, but my name is. I love that name. They don't know, a, Ash. I do. I love that name. No, they we don't. had to believe it. They don't know. They so don't. they're like, but okay, I personally, we'll rub it in. I need you, anonymous, to know that I love that name. Yeah. I have been listening to your podcast since the very first episode, a day one. I look forward to listening to it every week on my walks. Before I begin, I will share a little bit about myself and apologize in advance if this email is too long and in advance. It is not. <laughs> Y'all need to stop apologizing for long emails when they're like a blip. We should just post what a long email is <laughs> yeah. that we get because yeah. there's some of them that I'm like, I don't remember when I started. There's been this. a couple that are like novels and I've been like, wow, that is that's a long email. <laughs> um, yours is not. Not the no no offense to those who write oh, we, long emails. We, we, okay, we ask for the details. We love the so details. We can't get mad at that. Yeah, she says I have spared none of the juicy details for you guys. I am 23 years old. I'm an Enneagram two, which means you have a Terran Me. personality. And I am originally from Florida, but went to college a few states away and moved back to my hometown during the pandemic. She adds in parentheses. You'll see why this may be important later on. As I mentioned before, I went to college a few states away from Florida and loved my experience, even though it was cut short due to the pandemic. Now, I had been at this school for about two years pre-pandemic, so I had a couple years of normalcy before the actual shutdown. During that time, I became very close with friends. This one guy in my dorm, let's call him Justin, specifically. Justin was the sweetest, kindest, most wholesome and caring person, and he and I were inseparable. Justin and I always kind of had those more than friends feelings for each other. However, we never acted on it and just continued to be best friends. Justin started dating someone else, we'll call her Hannah, and ended up proposing to her back in January of 2023, even though she had just broken up with him two weeks prior because she wanted to see other people, which did not sit right with me. What? 
I know what what, what a Wait. wild turn of events. Huh? You get broken up with and you get back together during the proposal. <laughs> I feel like there I mean you have heard of people who like will go on a break and then they realize like oh that was stupid we were fighting for and they like move forward whatever. Yeah. I still think a proposal right after a potential breakup is weird. Yeah. But that reason? Yeah. Like I would like to break up because I just want to see what it's like being with other people. Yeah. That's a that's a no. Yeah. She wants to date other people. I'm sorry. If if a guy told me <laughs> And gets a ring two weeks later. If a guy said with his chest, <laughs> Taryn Renee, things are going good. But I just want to see what it's like. Yeah. With another girl. Okay, bye. I would be like, that's great. Now you have all of them. Yeah. Without Take me. your pick. I like, just, I'm not it. No. And then if if I decided to give him a chance after he's done with his little romp around, we're talking years before yeah. I'd get over that. I if mean, ever. I would. She gets a ring two weeks later. So part of me is like, did she have like her like one night stand and feels better and wants to like go live her or, life now? She did something sketch and now she can now she can say it without technically lying, but she's messing up the time. The whole like, were they on a break? Were they not on I a break? I love conspiracies. Ugh, Continue because I'll get stuck in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Anonymous says that did not sit right with her. Fast forward to August of 2023. Justin and Hannah get married. I went to the wedding and had so much peace that Justin was not the one for me after all and it brought me the closure that I didn't know that I needed. However, when I asked him at the wedding reception how he felt about finally being married, his response was, good I guess but you look like a dream. Huh? Which I thought was so odd of him to say but brushed it off as it probably hadn't sunk in for him yet. It's been a couple months now and he's been keeping in touch with me now more than ever. I asked him how his married life had been treating him, and his response was, well, I couldn't have my first choice because she moved back to Florida, so I'd say it's going all right. Oh, wait, 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 Yeah, should we say that again? Wait, 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 I've never, you know the zero to 100? Like, that's a zero to 100 moment. Yeah. I'm, wait, what? Skirt? Yeah. He said... Well, I couldn't have my first choice because she moved back to Florida. So I'd say it's going all right. Married life is all right. He's a newlywed. A newlywed. Nope. Married life is supposed to be fantastic for the first, what, six months at least? Well, also, like, you're just writing that out? <laughs> just verb. He te- I mean, it, it's like they he must te- have been texting or emailing or this was via DM. It wasn't in person, so he literally. But I mean, he also did kind of hit on her at his own wedding. Yeah. So. Fascinating. Tea. We'll continue. To which my response was, "What the f- is that supposed to mean?" And he never responded. Dude, it's so funny. I've had that so many times with a guy where they'll say something, and I know it's a fishing. Yeah. It's like a how she responds will tell me what I need. Will to tell know. me where I'm going to go with this. And then I know right away when, like, I don't respond the way they want because they're like, skirt, yeah. change the subject or block, yeah. unfriend, whatever it is. And anonymous, it's like, anonymous said WTF. And he goes, er. Yeah, he was like, I'm wrong, so sorry. Can't, can't keep going with this conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is this? Who is it talking to? Oh, my to? God. This is the wrong person. I'm, so sorry. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he continues to send me flirty messages on Snapchat all the time. In oh, wait, this is happening on Snap. 
I guess so. This which is makes happening it even, on Which snap. makes it even like sketchier. Nobody snap. snaps. He's uh, a Unless they're trying to get a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. She adds in parentheses, of course, because they go away. <gasps> so yes, he wrote it out, but it's no longer there. Oh my gosh. A safe place for him. This is sketch. When I called him out about these messages, he told me that he and his wife are currently not living together because his office is four hours away from their place. So he only stays there on weekends. Unnecessary information, I feel like. Yeah, but like, I'm almost when you're lonely. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Let me just like. Yeah. Give you a little ego boost. No. Like, what kind of excuse is that? Yeah. No. Then text her. Snap her. He also told me that he thinks he may have married the wrong girl, along with a lot of other inappropriate information that I do not need to know about, such as details of their, quote, not so great sex life. (gasps) The audacity. The audacity. (laughs) My question for you is, do you think I am wrong for being so incredibly confused and conflicted by this? Answer. You're not wrong. I mean, no. You should be incredibly confused and conflicted by this. We do not. We don't even need to discuss it. Like that's well, just... the conflicted is where I might have a different answer. But can you, I want to hear the rest of conflicted? Makes well, yeah. Let's hear, the, hear rest. the rest of it. Yeah, Let's yeah. hear the rest before we'll come I back say to confused, conflicted. Well, I'm gonna say <laughs> the biggest thing for me is that I don't understand why. It's being brought up to me by him knowing that there is absolutely nothing that can be done about these feelings now. Because he's selfish. Yeah. I can't exactly cut him off because our families are friends too. But I also don't feel like it's my place to say anything to his wife as I do not know her well and I am not a threat, especially living so many states away. I love Justin like a brother and hate that he seems to be so unhappy. Again, sorry this was so long, but I greatly appreciate any advice you have on how to process this. And just typing this email helped me so much. Love you both so much. Love, Anonymous. Okay. So, again, I do think we need to remember she had a massive crush on this guy during college. So it makes sense that she's conflicted because she does and did have feelings for him. But I think she's handling this right because she's calling him out for his talking essentially everything everything that has come has i'm okay here's the thing okay i have so many thoughts this this topic triggers me a lot yes um i've if you're new here i've talked about this many times i have been the unintentional the un I did not go into this wanting it. It never was my intention. Other girl by guys that have put me in that situation without me knowing Mm. a couple times. And so I get very triggered by men that do this because I think it is so disgusting how they draw in these women Mm -hmm. because they're bored. They're feeling some type of way, whatever they bring them in to get some type of validation or whatever they reach in and stir up a bunch of chaos in these girls lives and then drop them feeling disgusting, feeling used, feeling like guilty because they did stuff when in reality, like those girls weren't the ones in committed relationship. They didn't ask for it. But I think for him, there's no way he didn't know you had feelings for him. So for him to be coming into your life 
pulling you in with this it's little dangling so little selfish. Yeah. And the thing is, is if he was gonna leave his wife, if he wanted something to happen, I think that he would do it. But reality is, this guy's probably not planning on doing anything. He's just wanting to get a rise out of you to like have you send him certain things, whatever. And it just really bothers me because you're over here defending. Well, he's a great guy. He's one of my greatest friends. It's not like I'm going to cut him off when I'm sorry. And again, I might be a little harsher because I'm I get very triggered by this. He has no he has no respect for you or his wife. He does not care about you as as a friend, as a person for him to drag you into this thing and to expect that you don't tell people to expect that even though you've been like, hey, what are you doing? And he continues to do it. He does not respect you. And for me, like, I don't, I think the confliction I think you're feeling is probably because you did have a prior relationship. You did care for him. It makes sense. But for me, if I'm seeing the way that a guy's acting like that, first of all, I, you're not my friend. Like, you're not treating me like a friend, so I'm not going to want to pursue a friendship. Second, I'm not conflicted about how I feel about you anymore because why would I want something like that? Like, you're literally married and telling me that you married the wrong person and telling me I look hot on your wedding day when I'm asking, oh, my God, you're married. Like, you don't respect your partner. So, like, why would I want that in a potential partner? So I think for me, the way he's acting would cut him off. And I, I get your families are friends. I get you might have to continue being in each other's lives. But I think for me, I would have hit my point where I'm like, I don't feel comfortable continuing to talk to you. And I probably would block him and move on. Um, I don't know about telling the wife. I think that's a personal choice. Yeah. I don't know if I would, especially if I didn't know her. Um, and it sucks because it's like nothing technically has happened, but he has definitely crossed a line. It's, it's getting very gray. Um, yeah, but I think for me, I would encourage you to find space because as someone who has been through that, the amount of damage that comes from being that other person that is so easily accessed and discarded, uh-huh. it's really tough. And yeah. I, I I, mean, Ash can tell you this just from watching what I, you remember how bad it was like when I went through that with I didn't know you then, but I know you didn't. But you I mean, I feel like I was it was very fresh and I had like talked to you a lot Uh about it. But it's funny to this day. I when that situation gets brought up, I still have so much anger in my heart towards him versus like my ex that we were actually together for four years had like a bad breakup. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish him well. I wonder how he's doing the other guy. Because it feels like you were wronged. Oh, it was. It's a different. It's it was. He made me feel like an actual piece of trash, like a dirty piece of trash. The way I was like discarded. And like when I found out the whole everything, like it just was such a terrible feeling that left so much damage to me because I'm such a person who tries to not ever hurt anyone and would never would never do that to another woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's just really hard to watch that person then go on and live their life and then announce they're having babies and right. are so happy in their life when you just like were like, what just happened? So I just would be very careful, anonymous. Like obviously it's your choice if you're gonna continue to be friends or to keep him in your life or keep talking to him. That's your choice. Uh But I would be very careful because you're going to start racking up that damage and that's not fair. Yeah. Well, luckily anonymous says, says that um, going to the wedding was the closer, closer 
closure she didn't know that she needed and officially knows that he wasn't the one for her. And I love an- that Anonymous is responding like, what the f- to his to his call. Yeah, like, what are you doing? I love that you're not like just sitting there being like, oh, what's wrong? Like, but, tell, what's going on? So I love that that's your reaction because that should be. But then after that, isn't that where she says, but he won't stop sending flirty messages after that? So he obviously doesn't, he's not phased by her being like, hello. Correct, yes. Which is not her fault. Like, I'm Correct. proud of her for doing that Correct. for sure. yes. I think, I think you are at the perfect spot that Taryn was saying where something needs to be dropped, like the hammer needs to be dropped. I think you need to definitively and maybe even over text, not Snapchat, like this needs to be taken very seriously. (laughs) And I feel like Snapchat just doesn't feel serious enough. Like send him a quick text. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be over exaggerated. Then send the text. So it's like, nope, you have nowhere else to respond. If you want to respond, it's it's on paper now. It's on paper (laughs) now. And like she can screenshot what he says. And I feel like all you have to do is be like, Hey, bud, <laughs> like I, you <laughs> know, <old> pal, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm sorry to make this you know, or not. Even, don't, don't apologize. This is not your fault. <laughs> I take that. The sorry no, I love back. that. I love that. Catch, um, but I, I would just text him and, and be like, I don't feel comfortable with the snaps that you've been sending. You are a married person now. And as much as I love you as a friend, I don't think I feel comfortable moving forward with our snaps. Like, please don't reach out. And I would use the word disrespectful. I'd yeah. be like, I think it's disrespectful to me and your wife the way you've been talking to me. Yeah. And I would just I would just leave it blank like that. Like, it doesn't have to be mean. You can just be like, best of luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> Hope you work out the marriage, horrible sex life <laughs> that you, you have. Can, you can Apple pay him $100 and put on the caption for marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> And then just be like, I, I would prefer to like not hear from you again. Or I would I would prefer to no longer continue our, com- our snap conversation. We also have we not even mentioned the fact that he is telling this person that he's saying I should have married you instead. Yeah. Intimate details about why he's not satisfied, satisfied with him and his wife's sex life. And like, that, that he lives so... separately during the week. Can you imagine Meaning as a woman? You can come hang out with me. Because she's not here. That's exactly what no, that means. Literally, no one needs to know that. Can you imagine like if you were married to someone and not only is he talking about your sex life with other people, but he's telling, he's using that as a way to tell another girl, I should have been with you. Yes. yes. That is the most like heartbreaking, yeah. I feel like, detail of everything. Yeah. And I really do want to like make sure like you and I understand why you're conflicted if this is a family friend, like someone you genuinely have cared about for a while. But like. This is actually in his best interest to be called out because it doesn't sound like he's ever been called out if he has the audacity to do this. It doesn't sound like that happens often in his life. And I feel like as a friend, as someone, if you do care about him, which it sounds like you do, then he needs to be slapped in the face really quick. He just needs a quick little like, hey, you're married. You don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I get that. Unfortunately... It sounds like if he's the same age as you, you guys went to school together, then he's also 23, 24. And that sounds like a very young age to get married. And I'm sure he's just like, was this right? Was this wrong? She broke up with him two weeks before that they got engaged. It sounds sounds like he might have made a poor choice. Yeah. But he has to sit in the repercussions of those choices. That's his life. Yeah. Also, I'm a firm believer in I feel like if people are bold like this married guy that's like sliding into snapchat to tell you like oh my marriage is terrible i should have been with you (laughs) um he's bold but he's sliding into snapchat yeah i'm (laughs) glad you caught that um and 
I hate to say it, but my mind always goes to you're probably not the only one. No. Like, you're probably not. Like, these guys that seek that attention and that little danger and flirting and whatever, like, it's happening across the board. So that's why I hate that you're giving him so much, like, benefit of the doubt and consideration when, like, he's not doing the same for you. Yeah. So I don't want you to miss here when I'm like passionate about it, it's more that I'm angry for you. Like, and I'm being protective of you. It's not fair. It's putting you in a very unfair position to have to, uh, one, have to hear any of that. Cause no one wants to hear that when you've had a crush on this guy, you know, know. like that's cruel, but then also to disrespect his wife and you at the same time, I think just goes to show that his character. Yeah. So thank God you dodged that bullet. That's a win in your, in my book for you. Um, and I again, I think this is a great opportunity to say it with our chest. Say it with your chest, and let him know that it's inappropriate what he's doing, and you're not going to put up with it anymore, dude. Imagine. And also, what a way to leave a guy's life. Yeah, to be like, listen, bro, <laughs> that's a solid no. You're never going to hear from me again. Yeah, and like, hope you get your together. Good luck. Like, that's Seriously. the best way to walk away oh from someone God. that you used to like, and just be like. What an actual, I feel so bad for his wife. Like imagine like at the wedding, she's over talking to like his parents and like talking about the honeymoon, whatever. And he's over telling another girl she looks like a dream. Yeah. And that "Ah, that's whatever. Yeah. That I'm married. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Um, I'm so sorry, Anonymous, that you're in this position. Um, Yeah. I love that you're calling him out for his his already. Um, and I again, I, th- I think just a really firm say it with your chest moment yeah. and then block him on snap because I do not want you getting in any kind of gray sticky situation with him because mm-hmm. that sounds awful. Well, because I'm telling you, he's slippery. Yeah. And I'm telling you that if stuff came out the way he would spin this so fast on you. Mm hmm. I would not underestimate it. So I just, I think that you got to start thinking about yourself because he's not thinking about you. No. And what he's doing to you in this situation. Not at all. I just want to. 100%. Yeah. Just punch him. Yeah. Kill him. (laughs) Say it with the chest. This is my death row. Murder. (laughs) (laughs) He goes missing. The cops are Uh, coming for me. Shut up. Us in the court. Like, we're we're two stupid girls. It was a joke. We don't know why we're on the internet. (laughs) Your honor. Your honor. (laughs) I'm stupid. Um, But thank you so much, Anonymous, for writing in. Um, You're definitely not the only person who has been in that situation before. So I'm sure other people are sitting here going. Starts breathing fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hate men. Anyways. It's almost Valentine's Day. No, I'm just kidding. It is almost Valentine's Day. I know. I actually love Valentine's Day, but it's It's your favorite holiday. It's one of. One of. You love Valentine's Day. By the way, I'm going to do a Valentine's and I want you to come because I'm going to do it. I'm so excited. I'm going to do it that Friday. So I'm not going to do it on Valentine's because then everyone who's all loved up, which like, (laughs) congratulations, um, can't come. So I'm going to do it on Friday. I would love to. I'll send you the deets. Yeah. I hope we make pizzas again. Or again. But like, I want to make pizzas. You want to make pizzas? Okay. We can make pizza. But we also don't have to make pizzas. Okay. Um, just craving pizza. Anyways, guys, we're so glad to be back in the studio. Even though, I mean, you just heard from us. Last Monday. A week ago. For us. For us. Selfishly, is, it feels yeah, great to be back yeah. in the studio. 
Um, we love you all so much, and we can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Pray as, for me. Oh yeah, pray <laughs> pray for Ash to get better. Um, if you guys want to know how to support us, the best way you can do that is to subscribe to us on Supercast if you yes. want extra content, or um, if you take a quick second to rate review subscribe to uh-huh. our podcast also like shoot this episode to to a few friends yeah send it to some family members yeah. send it to some friends um we also have a fun comment section on spotify we have a really fun comment section going on there so yeah. check us out there um subscribe we still have merch available yeah check it out yeah uh follow us on socials and yeah that's it yeah we love you guys so much should we end it with a dad joke oh my god Whoa. She thought. What just happened? She was really about to just bounce. The fact that you just remembered to remind me is actually impressive. How can you tell if a tree is a dogwood tree? If it barks? It has bark. By the bark. By the bark. Ashley. I'm getting good. Dude, I'm telling you. But okay. Now that you get it, do you understand like what you were missing? Well, to be fair, my There's first instinct thought. was like waggy tail. And then I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then I said bark <laughs> just by happenstance. And there was no waggy there tail. was no logic. It was just like the it but just happened. It. And then it you can't think yeah. logical like it's so stupid because it's so like okay. the bark, you know? Well, anyway, are, are we two in a row right now? You, Wasn't that the last time I got it right? Oh, I don't know. No, because um, damn, it would have been fun to have a streak. It would. Well, last time I said one because last episode we let Sam sure. and okay, yeah, John but last say time one. you yeah, said yeah. one, I got mm-hmm. it. So yeah. then I do have a streak. You do have a streak. So challenge accepted. I'm gonna stump you next time. Good luck. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, love you guys. Love you. Bye. bye.